I feel very strongly about this. I feel very strongly about the separation of powers. I did under President Obama, and I have exactly the same feeling now. Hello, and welcome to the Political Notebook podcast. I'm Billy Robb. I'm a high school teacher. And I'm Robert Robb, an editorial columnist for the Arizona Republic and Billy's dad. Donald Trump declared a national emergency on February 15th in order to free up funding for a border wall that Congress did not provide. This came at the end of a 35-day shutdown over a dispute over border wall funding. And just recently, the House of Representatives voted on a resolution to stop this emergency declaration. And now with Republican Senator Rand Paul announcing that he will vote also for the resolution to stop the emergency Uh, the Senate's going to have enough votes uh, to do so, but probably not enough votes to override a veto, uh, which means the declaration will most likely go forward. Uh, And there's been a lot of different emergencies declared uh, for different reasons throughout the years, many of which remain on the books. Uh, There was a law passed in the 70s that was meant to formalize the national emergency process uh, and to give Congress the ability to override emergency, which is uh, probably going to take place here soon. Uh, So it's been generally accepted that presidents have the power to declare emergencies uh, when when there is an emergency. Definition of that maybe is going to be subject to discussion uh, today on the podcast. Uh, To take care of immediate, uh, immediate actions. But this one, Trump's emergency declaration is raising serious alarms. um, And to me, it's clear why. Uh, because Congress makes decisions on what to spend money on. That's crystal clear in the Constitution, Um, and this isn't an emergency. We've been debating immigration issues uh, for years and years, uh, and Trump himself said that he didn't need to do it, that he just wanted to to do it to get what he wants. So to me, this is a blatant attempt at sidestepping what the Congress actually provided for the wall. Uh, So... First question is, how is this even a, a close call for senators, Democrat or Republican right now? The institutions, uh, I would think, should be more important than whatever policy game you're talking about right now, especially because Republicans talked about it nonstop under the Obama administration. Um, you know, So here's we have a situation where Trump doesn't get what he wants through Congress, declares an emergency to try to get what he wants. So how, how can they possibly justify supporting Trump on on that maneuver? Um, Well, let me begin by saying that I believe that the right vote is to override uh, the declaration uh, and to override a veto. So I believe that the appropriate thing for Congress to do is to um, assert uh, its um, spending authority and to void this particular declaration. Uh, However, Um, in terms of the exercise of the authority, I do not think it represents a constitutional crisis or a um, threat to the separation of of powers. Um, Trump is not saying, I have inherent authority as president to to spend money on anything that I want to spend it on. Uh, He is asserting uh, that he is exercising authority that Congress has given him um, by passing a law and statute. Uh, So um, I think that 
the extent to which this represents some kind of unique threat to the constitutional order uh, is uh, overblown. Uh, but I do think that the appropriate thing for Trump to have done was to take the money that was appropriated uh, to build physical barriers at the border and then argue for additional funding uh, for additional miles in uh, the budget deliberations for next fiscal year, which begins in October. Mm -hmm. uh, in reality, Congress ought to be in the business now of debating next what year's budget. Next time. But in the last budget, which was just a month, just a couple months ago, um, and I guess the emergency declaration was, and, and the budget that ended the shutdown was a month ago, not even a month ago. Uh, the whole the whole talking points was about border funding, and, and and Congress came to a decision to spend this much on border funding. Immediately after that, Trump is saying, uh, "No, I'm going to get more, and this is how." So I guess I, I I can understand the the point that it's not a constitutional crisis because emergencies are a matter of interpretation and the president has a right to do that and the con Congress has the right to override that. But how do you justify not voting to override it given those conditions well, without being completely hypocritical it, it, if you're a Republican? I, I believe that um, what the laws that Congress has passed do not give the president authority to redirect monies that were appropriated for military construction uh, to the building of physical barriers at the wall. However, um, I do believe that it is a respectable point of view um, that uh, the situation at the border is an emergency and the president does have the authority uh, vir by virtue of acts of Congress to redirect money in the way that he is proposing. Uh, I think the better uh, decision, uh, including for Republican lawmakers, is to say, no, let's have this debate in the context of our deliberations over the next budget. Um, but it is, uh, I don't think, an absurd position or an a, a illegitimate position to say, uh, yes, there is an emergency at the border, and uh, this, uh, although I disagree with it, this redirection of funds uh, is legally permitted by the powers that Congress has given the president. So, um, again, I, I, I think that the extent to which this represents a constitutional crisis, a separation of powers uh, challenge, uh, has been overblown. It's, it's a more, it's a political judgment as to whether what exists at the border is an emergency. Congress has established a process uh, for deciding that, and we're undergoing that process now. I think there's a legal question, uh, even if the dec emergency declaration stands, whether the president has the power to redirect the military construction money that he's proposing to redirect in the way that he has proposed to redirect it. 
Um, but it's uh, it's what the lawyers call a colorable argument. <laughs> and that seems to be the stance uh, that our senators here, Cinnamon and McSally, are making is that First, even though they haven't made a decision how they're going to vote either way, uh, just like a lot of Republican senators also have not decided or formally announced what what they're going to do for sure, we know that four have said they would uh, vote for the resolution stopping it, which is how we know uh, that'll probably get get voted on. Um, but they kind of say, uh, first, yes, there's a there's a crisis. Like recognize, I agree with President Trump that there's a there's a major problem here that we need to address, and uh, and and uh, maybe that's enough for them to to, to not vote for it. Um, but well, they, they they have both of them have said there can they they want to make sure that the military construction money that is redirected uh, isn't. Uh, monies that otherwise would go to the uh, bases that we have here in Arizona. And, but I mean, and, it's going to go to somewhere else, right? I mean, that's where they put it. I mean, that's where the Congress put it. So well, it's going to have to come well, from a different priority. It, you can't... Yeah, you, you have to... So the the, the president from. is saying he wants to redirect about $3.6 billion in appropriated military construction mm -hmm. money uh, for physical barriers on the um, border. That money has to come out of some projects that otherwise would take place. Uh, our two senators and the senators in every other state are saying, we want to know which projects aren't going to get built. And um, Mike Pence uh, promised the Republican caucus in the Senate that uh, that information would be forthcoming before they would be asked to vote on it. My guess in terms of our delegation is that cinema instinctively would be in favor of overriding the declaration. I think there are sufficient Republicans that are going to vote to do that, um, that she will feel comfortable uh, doing that. Uh, McSally, I think, is in a tougher position. I think she would be uh, more inclined to want to support the president's emergency uh, declaration and the reallocation of the money, um, uh, but uh, does not want to see it come at the expense of projects that are earmarked for Arizona. So we will see whether Pence, wh whether the, the Trump administration is forthcoming with a list of projects that are going to get axed yeah. uh, prior to the <clears throat> vote, and uh, what kind of effect that might have on Republican senators. Um, and regardless of the strict legal, the strict legality of it or the strict constitutionality of this, I think there is a general concern and a lot of talk about what allowing this would do for norms and, and our institutions. And one of the big warnings from Republicans early on is that, hey, if you do this, if you declare a national emergency to get a border wall, the next Democratic uh, president, you know, what's stopping them from declaring a national emergency to uh, <laughs> appropriate all, all funds towards uh, putting in the Green New Deal? I mean, that's that's an existential crisis that could, that, you know, if we don't act on it now, it's going to destroy the whole, uh, you know, the, the whole entire planet um, or, or any number of, 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 of things. That's so I, I, and I think, I think it, it illustrates too, <laughs> 
what makes a lot of people jaded about politics, which is everybody knows that if it was the president of the other party doing the exact same thing, everyone would be freaking out in the exact opposite way. Uh, which, which, That's which, pr- probably a, a fair observation. But I, I think the notion of this as a as a precedent um, is again exaggerated and misplaced. Uh, there are specific statutes um, that identify the circumstances in which emergencies can be declared, and depending upon what those circumstances are, the president has different authority in terms of what he can do in response. There isn't just a declare a national emergency and do anything you want statute. Yet, I mean, not a statute, but, I mean, you well, could argue pr- this is a slippery slope towards... Well, I don't think you you can, because the president is saying, uh, under this specific statutory authority, mm-hmm. I can do the following. Now, um, Erie, if the national emergency stands... Uh, there will be a legal challenge to it. There, in fact, there's already been uh-huh. legal challenges filed. Uh, and while there's not a definition of emergency in statute, so I think it would be wrong for a court to say we're going to, in order for a court to say this isn't an emergency, some judge would have to make up his own definition of an right, emergency. Right. And uh, this has been left by Congress as a political question. However... There is a definition of a military construction project. And even with the declaration of a national emergency, the president only has the authority to transfer funds from one military construction project to another. And the definition of military construction project clearly contemplates it being something that the military will use, Mm -hmm. a physical barrier on the wall, in my judgment, does not qualify. Uh, We entrust border protection not to the military, but to the border patrol. That fiscal barrier is to benefit the border patrol. And the fact that the military might be involved in its construction, or that it arguably is to enhance national security, in my judgment, falls short of meeting the definition of military construction that is provided. So I think a judge would be justified uh, and probably will uh, say that that particular transfer uh, cannot occur, that it, that, that is outside the emergency powers Congress has given uh, the, the, the president. Um, so I, my guess is, and, and that's the largest pot of money that he's talking about. There are two other pots of money um, where his ability to transfer the money is less challengeable. But the major pot, pot of money that he's talking about, I think, is subject to legal challenge. And I think it would be appropriate for a judge to say, hey, there is this definition in statute of a military construction project and physical barriers at the wall do not meet that definition. Therefore, the president does not have the authority to transfer that money. Do you think that would be a factor only in a, in a legal challenge, or you think that might also be a reason to bring a couple more Republicans on to, to voting to override this emergency? Yeah, and It's probably um, too much in the weeds to be influencing um, the votes of the senators. I think what will influence the vote votes of the senators 
are the list of military construction projects that are going to be cut. Um, so rather than a principal decision, um, the president doesn't have the authority to transfer these particular funds, therefore I'm going to vote to override. I think it will be more, I don't want to see these projects go unfunded. Would there, do you see any chance of a, uh, this will be, the, I think, President Trump's first veto that he'll have to use. Um, is there any world where we get a veto override, that there is that much uh, opposition? Um, if the administration is forthcoming with the list of military construction projects that will be left undone, and, and he's talking about taking a large hunk of the money that has been appropriated for military construction projects. So the number of projects that will have to be foregone will be huge and consequential. There is, there is an outside chance that that list, if it is produced, um, would cause an, enough dissension among Republican senators uh, to yield enough votes to override a veto. But shouldn't that be also a condition of, hey, I'm not going to, I'm going to vote to, uh, I'm going to vote yes to override this unless I unless I can see. I mean, if they don't produce that um, before the vote, would that be a reason that people vote against uh, vote for the override as well? There might be some. I, I, I think the actual production of a list would produce more uh, Republican defections uh, than simply in the abstract. It's it's easy to vote for something in the abstract. More difficult when you see the list of military construction projects that will be left undone. How much latitude do you think a president should have in general in terms of emergencies? Uh, there is, uh, we, we generally have a system where we, 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 even though there is a lot of checks and balances, we put a lot of uh, trust in the uh, integrity of of a president. Uh, that that if they if they would get that far, they would have respect for norms and things and there's been um there's been some chattering of concern more about trump uh cohen said under uh, during his testimony that he he was concerned that if trump got voted out he would not leave peace office peacefully and so i've seen a couple articles like what if you know what if this what if that um so i think there's a growing concern about uh, just blatant abuses of of power uh, is there anything, I mean, is there any way to preserve a president's right to, to decide what is an emergency, it, you know, balancing that with, with, with greater checks? Um, well, Trump, Trump, the uh, budding tyrant, uh, <laughs> has been a, a meme um, since before he was even elected. Uh, and my observation is that he's stayed well within uh, the constitutional boundaries and and have, uh, even though he's been shot down in the courts numerous times, and in many cases, I think unjustifiably, um, there's been no indication that he's going to um, try to seize uh, power unconstitutionally. So you don't think this is him dipping his toes in to see if he can declare martial law? No, I do not. <laughs> Um, but I do think Congress has made a serious mistake in delegating its authority uh, to the president. Uh, the Constitution clearly gives to Congress the responsibility for appropriating funds. 
Uh, and if there is a national emergency that requires redirecting uh, where appropriations are going to be spent, uh, we ought to have a Congress which is nimble enough right, right, to right. respond and enact those changes themselves. There is an interesting um, fringe legal view, although I think it shouldn't be fringe, uh, that uh, Congress acts unconstitutionally when it delegates uh, its power uh, to the executive branch. And uh, there is some prospect that in the legal soup uh, mm -hmm. that will emerge uh, from this declaration and the challenges, uh, that, that that point of view, that, that the emergency powers that Congress have given the president are unconstitutional, um, may get some play. Uh, I would like to see it. I, I do not think presidents should have the emergency authority uh, that Congress has vested in them. Hmm. Um, well, let's finish with this question. Uh, Phoenix Sun's question. Did you read the recent ESPN article about the front office? Uh, After you dynamics? tweeted it out, I, I did. <laughs> um, do you think it's true? I kept wondering whether those whether that's what's actually going on or not. A uh, lot, of, lot of dysfunction. There was a the most widely shared story was of goats. Robert Sauber, the owner of the, of the Suns, putting goats in the general manager's office to inspire him to find the greatest of all time, and then the goat proceeded to poop all over his office. But there's a lot of other well, think, damning things about the way the organization's run. I, I, I think, um, I obviously have no idea uh, whether the things that are reported there are um, accurate or fair, uh, but the track record speaks for itself. Um, obviously, there has been huge dysfunction and massive misjudgment uh, reached. Um, the Suns are showing some life, and uh, some of their new players, I think, are beginning to show some spunk. Um, the question is uh, whether the whether the management um, will allow that to uh, develop and grow or figure out right. some other monumental mistake yeah. to make to, to thwart it. Yeah, I think making quick snap moves have been, has been a big, uh, a big problem. But credit, uh, credit where credit's due, I, a couple big wins, uh, one against the best team in the NBA right now. Um, I do like our, our young players. I think uh, James Jones, our general manager, also deserves credit for uh, making a good trade, bringing in uh, Kelly Oubre, who's made an awesome contribution uh just to the energy of, of the team and makes it a lot more fun to watch well thanks everybody for listening this is the political notebook podcast you can find us on any podcasting app thank you <laughs>